Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Takes from Obvious Bozo's technically episode seven, but it is episode eight. And you're probably wondering why we're ordering things like that. You're going to have to wait, though. And we'll, we'll explain everything because we've been gone for quite some time now. Well, sort of, in a way. <laughs> in a way. But um, I'm Drew. Zach's here. Zach, how's it going? Great. The greatest it's ever been for one of these pods. And we'll get to that later. The the vibes are top-notch right now. And speaking of vibes, the holiday season, it's it's gone now, right? We're in the new year, and the NFL is in playoff mode. And I only learned that recently, so that's why I said we're there. The NBA is almost at the halfway mark, same with the NHL. All both in mid-season form, and you got to go to bet online because that is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And it's not just for the big four. Bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from MMA to international soccer. Head to bet online today and remember to use your promo code Believe for 50% off bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. And then guys, don't forget that um the Strickland is on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok. We're not on TikTok yet, right? We are. It's popping off. I'm the one who's who's I'm firing some videos off lately. You there know? we go, baby. Let's go. Yeah, we need, we need, it's, we need it's those popping. TikTok memes. Right, exactly. You can follow us at the strict.land. We also have a YouTube channel where you're probably or maybe, maybe not watching this pod. Make sure you subscribe. We got plenty of content coming in this season. And Strickland has also has a Patreon, and the Patreon has a ton of new content. And that include that's who includes us, right? The six dollar version, you get to listen to us this full episode because you only get a little like 20 minute sneak peek of what we get into. And you'll get access to our Discord server where you can submit the takes for the show, along with the Friday episode of Pod Strickland, feature articles from Matthew Miranda, invites to private events throughout the season, and discounted merchandise. For $9, you can get access to a brand new NFL show, Strictly NFL, hosted by Jeff and Cobb. You'll get even more perks if you subscribe to one of our elevated tiers. Zach, should we explain kind of for the people who would be like, where has the episode gone? You were supposed to drop something. You didn't drop it. And now we're weeks in delay. Should we kind of explain? Should we or should should you explain? Oh, okay. I'll just explain. I, I think it'd be I, better I well served if, if you explain. <laughs> I will see what Zach loved doing that. So Zach, Zach and I recorded on the day before the Emmanuel Quickly trade. <laughs> so... It caused ripple effects throughout the space-time continuum. Um, the Discord was on 
fire. Nick's Twitter on fire. Like, everything was just on fire because it was the big trade, the trade that has now resulted in some of the best basketball we've ever seen the Knicks play in the past five games. And we just lost track. I just lost track of it. It just I lost track of everything. And next thing you know, it's, you know, the midweek, mid the following week, you're like, oh, shit, there's no pod. So, unfortunately for the free uh, folks, you're not, you're not going to get it. But our patrons are. So, definitely, this is a good reason why to subscribe. You'll actually are going to get a bonus episode of us released with this, which is us talking about pre-Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, OG in a movie trade, which is going to be at least a fun little contrast for basically our vibes now to how we were before this happened. It, it, it's going to be great. So, again, sign on Patreon, and you get to listen to it. So, Zach, are, are we ready to get into the, the takes that we submit, have been submitted and all the good vibes that are some coming? Great to vibes, some great vibes and some great takes, man. I, I can't be more excited. So, we have a, we're going to start off basically with Emmanuel Quickly takes coming forward. So, we got Mikey Cook 7 has Emmanuel Quickly is the new Rod Strickland. Zach? I like this, and I am obviously, I mean, do this every pod, but, like, I was not around for Rod Strickland. I wasn't <laughs> aware of Rod Strickland until my, my adult years when I was informed of the story and how he was misused, if you would, if you would say. And uh, it's mm-hmm. funny because I had talked about people, like, when I was learning who Rod Strickland was, and I had heard the people say, imagine he was my quickly. He was my IQ. Like, what IQ is to you, Strickland was to me. So I think it's funny to hear it all like they kind of ended. I don't know if they ended the same, but they definitely have some similar, similar endings in New York. And yeah, I like this. I don't. It's not. It's not a hot take, but it certainly is true. So it's. It is. This is. This is yeah. our generation's Strickland thing. The only thing is, Emmanuel Quickly is going to probably be much better than Rod Strickland. Was, was Strickland a one-time All Star, two-time All Star? Did he ever make an All Star team? He was even before me. I don't. I'm, I'm going to be a bad Knicks fan. I don't really know. He's at least. But I will look it up right now as we're talking about uh, it. Uh, yeah, like, I'll look it. But like, yeah, like the whole concept is like he was the promising young point guard who had a very specific skill set that wasn't utilized, and he got traded when he was a uh, young. He was and not he an All Star, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so he wasn't all star, but like he still had a very good NBA career. He did. He was right. the it, NBA assist leader in 1998 and was on the all rookie right. second team. Yeah, so like, yeah, so like they lost like a good player, like a good point guard. And again, all the vibes were there. He was the local kid. He got like all that sort of stuff. Quickly is that for us, but I think he's just going to be, he's going to have a better career though. So, but I don't think it's a hot take. It's like this is. This is it. Like this is our. This is our strand. Um, Maybe somebody with twenty years. Twenty years. Somebody's gonna start like mm-hmm. the, the the quickly, and it'll it'll just be like a next blog, next podcast. Yep. And then network. okay, basketball robot has. If we kept quickly and traded our picks, however many in RJ, we would be legitimate contenders right now. And then ZMP three two three company man hater has. This team is a title contender with IQ in the rotation instead of two. So we're we're talking two similar things here. Um, unfortunately, uh, RJ Barrett and picks was not. Yeah, not it was never going to get done. It wasn't getting. It was done. never going to happen. They had it had to be Emmanuel quickly, and I absolutely like if the Knicks can have 
if Emmanuel quickly just kept his role with this team right now, and they just replaced RJ with OG, like we're we are talking like you know we're winning the Eastern Conference, right? Like that's what we're saying. If that's the case, so I don't think these are that hot. I mean, I national people would probably say it's hot, but not for Knicks fans. We'd be like this. We know. This this would be it. The vibes would be. I, I wouldn't go out and call them like title favorites, but contenders, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would happily yeah. say they're contenders. Yeah, and then also we had a spare one say OG is definitely better fit than RJ, but we still would have, but uh, we still should have given picks and kept IQ. So like, yeah, like yeah, this seems to be like an everybody opinion. Like everybody's like, well, I wish it was RJ and picks, or I wish it was RJ and Grimes and picks, or I wish it was mm-hmm. RJ and, and X and picks, and uh, we all do. Like I obviously we wish we could have kept quickly. Yeah, and I'm sure the Knicks wanted to keep quickly too, but it wasn't going to work that way. So. It wasn't. It's like it's it's unfortunate. Like RJ was that bad, right? That's basically what he seems to be doing better right now in Toronto, which is good for him. But TBD, TBD. I'm not taking any stock in these Warriors defense games. Like when you go off against the Warriors, nice. Yeah, TBD. G baked linked a take he had back from October 19th. So we're gonna see how this one aged. RJ and IQ, who will not IQ, who will not sign an extension, will be traded by the deadline. After the fact, IQ will say a lot of back-end compliments directed at Tibbs. Tibbs will do a lot of shit that annoys us, but win enough games just to keep from getting fired. G-Babe, that take has aged really nice. Beautifully. So far. Beautifully. A Hall of Fame take in, in the history of our show, really. I mean, look at that. That is that's perfect. Like, sure, he 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 wasn't by the trade deadline, but close enough. It was by the trade. I mean, it was still by the trade deadline. It did happen, yeah. But, I don't know. He did issue, like, the backhanded compliments part. Didn't quickly say something about, like, oh, the coach told me to have fun. I've never heard that from a coach before. I've never heard a coach say that. that Was that our first backhanded compliment? Or backhanded disc? Well, well, it would be a backhanded compliment about Tibbs, right? Okay, so that was like a... This is just like a passive-aggressive, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's close enough. I'll, I'll round up and uh, we'll, we'll give him credit for this take. So. G-Bay got the sense. Like, they got the sense of, like, what was going on and, like, nailed it. Like, yeah. bravo. That is, we're going to hang that in the rafters. Yeah. So, um, Mikey Cook 7 has a, uh, a wonderful take here. OBIQ and RJ would still be here if we hired Ime Duga instead of the fat fuck Tom Thibodeau. And then Emmanuel quickly will be a Nick again someday. <laughs> okay, let's do the first part first. I hate the first part. I, I don't know. I Udoka's like a, gr- a great coach. He had a great finals run with Boston, and he's like he's kind of turning around in Houston. But to say that like Obi would still be here is, is bonkers. Like if even if Udoka it. like coached everything out of this group and like coached yeah. everything out of Obi which I highly doubt would even happen. I still don't think Obi would, would make it through all this time. Like with Randall still being here and just the way that the roster like shook out after all that. And like you throw in IQ and RJ, like it's hard. And like, even if they were still around here, we wouldn't be as good. Like that would be the issue. So I, I hate that part. The part where he says quickly will be a Nick again one day. I'm, I'll leave the door open for it. I don't know if it'll be in the near I, future or like when he's he can come up, back. But, yeah. He can come back whenever he wants. Yeah, he could be an assistant yeah, coach when he retires if he wants. The door is open for Emmanuel quickly. He is he is beloved. He is. 
yeah, it's always there. So we got some two takes similar. Well, we'll get well two takes right now. So we have the Strickland baseball supporter has the Knicks are a better team now than they were last week. And then here comes the jab stepper has the post OG trade Knicks with a good third creator are a better team than the Bucks. So again, these aren't hot. I don't They're think these nice. are hot. They were probably hot when they were sent in. Because I think these were sent in like right after the trade. I think these were sent in. in yeah, the, I think in so. the I like just seeing how they played. Yeah. So now we've got five games under our belt. And we're like, hell yeah. Like sign me up for all yeah. that. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, they're great. They're going to be fun. We'll, they're, you know, it's going to be funny. We're going to see how they age and see how like what happens in the playoffs. Because yeah, like, I mean, who knows? Like this episode may not age well if it's like a second round sweep. You know what I mean? Like, remember that second week of January where we all thought we were going to win a title? Like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, no, right as of right now, these are these are perfect takes. Beautiful vibe takes. We're all in. Go get me I, Malcolm Brogdon, and, and we're set. I do think it's funny that the entire Twitter space went into we got worse, we got better. We got worse arguments like the yes. first day, and like it was like a day and a half of those arguments, and then we just like wiped the floor with uh, Minnesota at the Garden, and people were like, "Oh, and well, it's like, well, it actually, we, we got better. We got better. We got better. Yeah. We got better." And that was it. But that that forty eight hours where we were going back and forth on if we got better or we got worse was a time to be remembered. It really was because like the Knicks still, I can't say they lost the trade right because they. Didn't, but they gave up Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be the perfect player this team needs right now? I know. It's, I mean, that, that's true. And like we've talked about, like I think uh, who was it? Like here comes the jab stepper. Who is like the good third creator? It's it's Brogdon. Like that's the guy we've we've all circled and yeah. eyed for a week now. If you add him, like I don't want to say he is quickly, but he can probably give you some like Emmanuel quickly level production. Like Are as we... quickly was giving us for the Knicks. The ceiling of it isn't as high, and maybe he's not like skipping up and down the court and like doing the mm-hmm. quickly vibe stuff. But if you're talking just like pure numbers and production, he's probably going to give us like a, a very, very similar impact as quickly as quickly would have. Are we going to go if we get Brogdon and be like he actually deserved the six man award take? We're not. We're not. We're not. We've <laughs> discussed this in the back channels, and we've decided that we're not doing this. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait for that take to come. That would be. That would be absolutely hysterical. Uh, Stacey Patton has, the Knicks would benefit more from trading for Alec Burks than DeJounte Murray. I mean, <laughs> um, yes and no? I prefer if they traded for neither of them, obviously. Please but don't, I, please I, don't I, either. Yeah, um, but I guess he's right. Like, I, I think I think it would just be a catastrophe with Murray here. Like, I are you too. bringing him off the bench? Are you benching Dante? who's been awesome for us. Mm-hmm. Are you like giving him touches when he really like, we don't need to give other people touches. Like we have a pretty good usage chart laid out already right now. I, mm-hmm. I just don't think there is, I know this is a good phrase. Jake Fisher said this today. Jake Fisher was like, there's not a DeJounte Murray size hole on the Knicks roster. And there's, there's, exactly. there's not right like, now. So like there. we're, there might be an Alec Burke size hole. There might be, I don't know if it's perfectly Alec Burke size. It might be, yeah, I don't, I don't really want an Alec Burke size hole, but definitely not a Murray one. So I'm, I'm out on that. Yeah, there's no need for him. Like the the Knicks, I think ultimately need just someone who can create a shot a little bit, right? Like a little, like takes up some usage because we. I don't think we could actually expect Deuce to be this good. If Deuce is that good, I'm, the vibes are going to be even better. Yeah, but like I don't think it's still a safe bet. But like. If Deuce is real, then you get someone who can shoot 
like threes, right? And like get something like McBride also, not McBride, Brogdon fills that too. Like he kind of just fit. Yeah, it what works. They need. And like also, he's, he's I don't want to six five. Yeah, I don't want to be like the the fear person here, but we can't expect Brunson to play eighty two games this year. You can't. Like that's such a insane expectation for him. And like he's he's going to miss games. Like it happens. And like if you have Brogdon to fill in there and then Deuce off the bench, how much are you losing? Like I mean, with extra usage going to Randall, I think we're fine in that in that situation. But now if without Brogdon here, if Deuce gets hurt, are you playing like? Malachi Flynn or Archie Jack, you know, with a backup two, a backup one. Exactly. Like, it gets a little weird, but like, I do think there is a need for a Brogdon or a point guard of his level. So, yeah. And then it's it's not Dejounte. He's going to be off. Like, he needs the ball. He needs to do it. It's not like Brogdon doesn't, but like, it's a different type of usage that you're not going to like, and yeah. the Knicks don't need right now. I also like, think they really don't. Murray wants to prove something now too. Like he's kind of like he was an all star. He was had he had this like really really upward trajectory in San Antonio and this Atlanta thing kind of just fell right in his face. And you know he's gonna want to go wherever his next team is. He's gonna want to be like, hey, I'm still that guy. Like I'm still a guy who gets those mm-hmm. twenty points a game. And we don't have room for that here. So I'm out on everything no. Murray related. All right. So now we have some really fun takes going on with this. And again, because the vibes are so good, so we have uh. Rusty Spoon has Hartenstein should be our long-term center. Stacey Patton has Hartenstein greater than Mitch. OG Willikers has iHeart going to require a bigger bag than Mitch. Zach, we have the Knicks. This is like, talk about having like the greatest of great problems. Yeah, this is the, this is the definition of champagne problems. Like, like Hartenstein has been that good. He, he just shut down and beat in front of everybody. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just like, um, I would should I was, be our long term center though. Okay, this is what I want to get into, yeah, right? So uh, I was, I started to get into this with uh, with Schwinn on the Discord. So Hartenstein provides a very specific type of player and advantage that you want from a center who isn't like all NBA, right? Like who isn't like a Joel Embiid, right? He is playing elite defense. He's elite rebounding. He's setting screens well, and he provides a very unique offensive skill set, which is playmaking, right? And it's like you want that type of that type of advantage in the playoffs for someone who is like he's going to shut down and bead, and he could rack, he could get you five easy assists, right? We're talking five easy buckets on offense, along with like the great defense. Mitch also provides an amazing advantage, which is basically like the Rudy Gobert archetype, but with elite offensive rebounding. You're right? getting like nine the screens out of him. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Right? Like setting great screens, being defensive player of the year impact. Like Hartstein's not depoy impact right now, but like but he's it's close. as close as you can <laughs> yeah, get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So like that's the those are the two advantages like the Knicks have, and that's what this, to me, especially last year, this is what made them great. Is this combination? But Hartenstein's playing so well, he may command a bigger bag, and you may need to consider him long term as the starter because if the Knicks are just going to run basically like the cutting off, like the motion off, the motion type offense, the Warrior offense, the beautiful basketball Spurs offense, you want Hartenstein as the long term center. Unfortunately, not Mitch, but like Mitch is still so fucking good. 
I think Hardstein will get a bigger bag than Mitch. Part of that has to do with just like money is worth more every year and like guys mm-hmm. the contracts go every year and that's just kind of how it works. But I if I can tell you what I think is really gonna happen, and this sounds like this may be a deep cut, but I've kind of thought this is the plan or the the blueprint for what they want to do. And I think Mitch will get moved for Embiid. And I think they'll pay Hardstein and they'll bring in Embiid. Embiid's the starter, but just like I said with Brunson, he's not gonna play all 82. And Hardstein showed us that he can play and start and like be that guy for us. And I think they'll like Mitch's contract works pretty well in that Embiid deal. Like you need to send out salary for that to work. Sign Hardenstein back, trade for Embiid. That's kind of like Embiid's like been their guy for so long. And I feel like it just makes too much sense. And could you imagine if we beat them, if we beat Philly in a playoff series? Like what is that? What message does that send to Embiid? And what does that look like for them after all they've tried everything around him? And I, I think that's where we're headed. I hope I could be wrong. I kind of hope I'm wrong because I'm not all in on Embiid yet, but I think that's where we're going. So I want to give you so this leads perfectly into uh friend of the show, Chris. Uh, was it do I get this right when I say Pusateri? No, you've actually never got it right in the history of the show. <laughs> Just continue the getting Chris. it wrong, it's okay, Chris. Chris, I love you. I'm sorry I'm stupid and haven't learned your name yet. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Brogdon Mitch Grimes picks for Embiid this summer is going to be awesome. That is a hot take because, no, it will not be awesome because if the Knicks beat the Sixers in the playoffs and then trade for the loser that they beat, bad vibes. Bad the vibes. Warriors did it with KD. The Warriors did it with KD. And how, and how did that end up? <laughs> with two championships for KD? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> like, 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 he didn't have one before that, so I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, okay, look, fair enough, but like, no, I don't think the buys will be good. You can't trade like the longest tenured Nick. We just did. We just traded RJ, and like everybody's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die. This is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen." And like for an hour, for a day and a half, like we thought we were done. Like for a day and a half, I was yeah, ready. But Mitch like, is good. Mitch is good. <laughs> well, look how good Hardstein is. Look how good we've been when Mitch has also sat last year and he okay. sat in 2021. <laughs> and like I think he's replaceable. I hate to say it, but I, I think he's replaceable. Do you, how you're gonna hate it when Mitch locks up Embiid in the playoffs this year in a matchup and then trade for him? You're it is bad vibes. We'll see when we get there. I, I hope that's a bridge we have to cross. Like I hope the vibes are bad when we trade for an MVP. I can't see it happening. I just can't. I, I can't. All right, we have we have two similar takes that we want to get into. Mikey Cook Seven has Deuce and Grimes carrying the torch left by IQ, and then Franklin Franklin Chubb has Grimes is the next player to go. The Knicks no longer seem invested in him. Oh, so we got some polarizing things going on here. Um, I don't. I think Franklin's take is hot because I do think they're kind of invested in him. Like I think we've seen that. I you think you could be you could be invested in a player. And that player can still be the next to go. Like, I don't think yes. there's a correlation there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you can invest in a player and then still move him. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Like, I think he's right about Grimes being the next young piece to go. Like, I think he'll be in that. I agree. I, I, I think it's hot, though, in terms of it being, like, not invested. I no, just, they're, I they're invested in him. I think part of the reason they made this RJ move is because they had this logjam and they wanted to see what Grimes could do. So. Grimes could do. I agree. And then also Mikey's take is a great take, but also not hot. They're carrying the vibes right now. They are. And Deuce was cooking. Someone called him Deuce Manual Mick Quickly. <laughs> that was his name. 
man, like Deuce was cooking the uh, the Blazers, and it was wonderful to see. Can he keep it up? I have to probably not. But if he does, oh, like the vibes are back. Even if he doesn't, like we get Brogdon in, and he's like the third point guard, and it's fine. Like it's not a huge deal. Like it's it's great. Yeah, like this, like this Deuce stuff, like is 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 wonderful right now. And then Grimes finally finding his swag and his shot. Like thank God. Both of them like, are shooting with so much confidence right now. Like every time they put it up, I think it's going in. So, all right, we have some. So also, this is we're off the the Blazers win, and we were blessed with Gus Johnson and Clyde Frazier also for that game. I mean, we're elite broadcasting stuff. So we have takes all related to this because I mean, again. The, the vibes were the vibes were immaculate. ZMP three two three company man hater has Gus Johnson greater than Mike Breen. Jacks three six five renowned OG hater has. As much as we complain about <laughs> ref lives matter, Breen Kenny Albert is worse than him. And then the Knicks should get rid of Kel- Kenny Albert and make Gus Johnson the backup to Breen. And then also we have this is also uh, nice. Franklin Chubb has Mr. Dolan should turn over TV coverage of the Knicks to the Strickland. Wally and Han can uh, can be uh, kept on fetch for you guys for refreshment. So looking pretty good. So what what are you, what do you take with uh, okay you know with all that? Are okay. you are you go. first of all? I was at the game last night and I didn't get to hear Gus Johnson. I'm glad I was at the game. It's a great game to be at. But I'm also a little sad. I missed Gus. It sounded like it was a great game to do. But I did see Gus or listen to Gus in the Atlanta game we had this season where it was like a close game and he did his whole like the burner call and he did the lion heart Mm -hmm. call. And it was it was pretty euphoric. And like I love Gus on college football and all the stuff he does. So I love Gus, but Breen is the goat. And even though he's been refs lives matter lately, I still love Breen. I still think he is the gold standard of all this stuff. And I I'm not about any of these greater Dan takes, any of these replace Breen takes. I, I'm a Breen guy. I like him. So I'm staying on that. But I also like Kenny Albert. And I don't like – listen, we're spoiled. We're really spoiled. The fact that we have a revolving door of Breen, Kenny Albert, and Gus, those are three of the best. Three of the best in the world. Three of the best ever, period. And I don't I don't want to do any of this, replace him with him or get rid of this guy or we need that. No, we, we're fine. We're good with what we have. I'm happy that Gus has become this, this third option for us because that it wasn't really a thing for us for a long time. And the way it is now is fine. But what I am worried about for when Clyde eventually hangs him up and we're going to need a full-time color commentary person. And I'm not a Han guy and I'm not a Wally guy. So I hope they can find somebody as a full-time replacement for Clyde that is just as awesome or semi-awesome to fill in for Clyde. That's the issue here. Was it Breed's cooked? I Breed's cooked. Really, I, we are. I'm still in. I'm Green still in on Breen. Is straight cook every single time anything happens with a call. He is itching to find a way to justify the call. Like he, it's it's like, oh no, actually Brunson wasn't in position because his knee was still kind of moving a bit. So that's actually a block. Like Breen has been, it's been in decline now for years, and having Gus would be such a huge replacement. It's such a big replacement. I see. I'm gonna give this thing. I'm gonna be with you. I like Kenny Albert as the backup. Me too. I think he's pretty good. I think he's great. I 
I think you got to swap Breen for Gus. Like, Gus is dropping the big ragu. He's getting Clyde to be like white men can jump. Like, <laughs> it was. He was calling Malachi Flynn Dante at the end. Like, it was perfection, those two together. I mean, like, it's a, and I would love to see Clyde like that type of joy again before he hangs it up. Like, to be able to, like, he seemed so happy with Gus last night. And it was, just, it was just great to listen to those two just like feed off each other. I, I, I thought it was great and was refreshing to not have this like sterileness from Breen. <laughs> well, change is always refreshing. Okay. Like, it's always so, going to be like that. I, I will say this to Frank Lichette, though, as honored as I, I would be for doing any sort of <laughs> stuff for the Knicks, our shit would be so bad. Yeah, I'm not doing TV coverage. I'm I'm out on the TV coverage. I sure TV coverage. Maybe He's Schwinn. Crazy. We can throw Schwinn and Stacy up there, and Prez and Alex can go up there too. Yeah, but no. like, I'm I'm not doing any TV coverage. Not no, I'm not. Could you imagine the MSG 150 with Schwinn? See, that's what I'm saying. Like that would be like me. No, it'd be boring. Yeah. No thanks. No. So like yeah, maybe, but like definitely, definitely not us. Yeah. We'll do, we'll just we'll be in the back of like the cameras and stuff and like. That that thing, but like no, I'm not. Don't put me. In leave, front. It, leave it to like Tyrese and Sam and all the gang. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right, now we just kind of had some random takes, but you're not going to hear them because we are switching over to the Patreon edition. Again, if you want to hear the the missing episode and the rest of this episode. Get on Patreon right now so you can just have all the fun with it. See ya. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.